0: Hello, Internet, and welcome back to Can't Be Killed Confessions. My name is Terry Smith, and I have a confession to make. I don't like Lord of the Rings that much. of tolkien's work the hobbit the silmarillion the stuff that his son does lord of the rings all three movies they're fine like not to diminish them at all they're fine i think they're objectively important i think they are great adaptations uh i actually really enjoy the first hobbit film and i have some fun watching them i don't think they're bad stories by any means but personally i think i come down on it as fine and now let me tell you why before you know like while you're getting your torches and pitchforks ready um uh, as you get ready to cancel me on the internet (laughs) let me give you my side of the story um I got involved with Lord of the Rings and Tolkien at the same age as everybody else. I was a little kid. It was the early 90s. I think they might have announced that the Tolkien estate finally had sold the movie rights. So people were excited about it again. And my mom really loved them growing up in the 70s. So she read me The Hobbit. And I think The Hobbit is fine. There's a lot of singing. I really wasn't into the reading of singing of songs. And because I didn't like Snow White, the fact that it was all about these dwarves and this other short guy with big feet i just i couldn't care that much as i got older i found a lot of appreciation for the hobbit a lot um i think it's concise i think it's a much more uh well told story because it's 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 smaller you know um that's another reason why i like the first hobbit film i think it did a good job that should not have been split into three movies but (laughs) anyways i digress Um, That's where I got started with it, and then I saw the animated films, and I don't know if you have heard of these, they're not super popular these days because of the Lord of the Rings movies and then the Hobbit movies, but originally they did some film adaptations that were animated, and I think it was the late 70s, early 80s, and you know, it's, it's that classic American art style, it's, or... Or British, maybe I guess I don't remember, but it's that that like early '80s, late '70s art style, like David the Gnome looking art style, and they're fun. Uh, Gollum is very different. Gollum is very terrifying in those movies, and I remember he had this deep voice and it like echoed throughout the caves as Bilbo was down there, and I remember that was haunting to me. He looked the same. He looked very similar to how he is done in the Peter Jackson adaptations but it, but his voice was just dark and terrifying so that maybe that colors it a little bit But the real issue I have with it is the same issues that everyone has always said and lobbied against Tolkien for his stories. All the criticisms are true. They're a little too long. They're long-winded. There's a lot of descriptions that are unnecessary. There's a lot of weird taxonomy about the difference between trees and the tree-beard, like, Ents. But almost no taxonomy, which is very important to me as a nerd. Like, I like very specific rules and categories. But there's, like, none for the difference between goblins and orcs and urukai and the uruk and he kind of uses them (laughs) willy-nilly for lack of a better term almost arbitrarily and that's because he didn't have a clear and concise idea for everything uh tolkien was all about languages one of the reasons why he wrote the stories is because he loves language and he created his own languages and this fantasy realm that he conjured up which is amazing it's a feat uh onto it itself which i'll get into later but he wrote it to showcase these languages he came up with so there are some things he just didn't care about story-wise and the things he did care about and had a lot of good ideas for he went on for a long time about that's why there are so many stories about trees and these folk that live in the woods that he has a lot of details for that but the things that i care about like the difference between the orcs and the urukai and the goblins and the orcs i you know he was like i don't know they're the bad guys you know they were a stand-in for (laughs) for these you know World War One powers, so he, you know, that was the detail he put into them. They were the bad guys, that's what you need to know. But there's some really cool ideas in there, and that's what I want to praise, is Tolkien had these amazing ideas that have, that everyone has derived from since. You know, he is, for all intents and purposes, the godfather of fantasy, Other than, you know, like, original mythologies. You know, when you look at his ideas for elves and and dwarves and stuff like that, that does come from a lot of Norse mythology and other mythologies. But he really modernized it. He's the one who did begin that taxonomy of these are the different types of elves and dwarves and things like that that we all use in fantasy to this day. Like, if you see an orc, a dwarf, an elf, you got that idea from Tolkien, really. And people do have some original takes on them. But for the most part, it comes from Tolkien. And that is where I think he should be praised. He should be lauded. He should be put up on a pedestal because he started this whole fantasy genre of fiction, really. And I think that is amazing. And when you think of the stories that started it all, it's Tolkien. Does that mean it's the best stories ever? No, by no means do I think that there have just been better fantasy stories since. I think a lot of writers do a much better job and that just comes with time. It's the same reason why the, you know, silent films are not the best films of all time, just because they were the first ones to do it. That's not how it works. We iterate and we change and we make better stories and we build ourselves up on the backs of those giants and that's where i think some people get confused people treat it as the best story ever and it's not (laughs) there have been so many better fantasy stories and stories period since then um while he created these ideas for elves and dwarves you know when it comes to women there's practically none when it comes to consequences there's practically none um as for like a world there are consequences and there are some dire circumstances that the world gets put in but when it comes to the characters only one or two deaths really and they're not the most important characters to the story um (laughs) there there are some important deaths but not many most people survive and make it to the end and have happy endings too many endings some would say um when it comes to the adaptations they're really neat and they are still I think um some of the best book adaptations and the best fantasy adaptation i've ever seen put to film tv anything like that because it had the and that's including game of thrones which i really liked for a long time but it obviously doesn't have a great final season and or the budget that some of the episodes you know they can't match a full movie trilogy but lord of the rings as a whole like it's pretty spot on to the books it changes things that are important to change it kept the things that are important to keep and it delivers you know there's monsters. There's magic, there's different races, there's full wars depicted, and it's still an amazing feat, and those movies are still fun to watch. I don't think they're terrible by any means, nor do I think the original story is, but there are better fantasy stories. Um, R.A. Salvatore always comes to mind. I love the Forgotten Realms and what he did to change the landscape of the D&D world. As a whole, there were other writers in that world, for sure, that did good jobs, like the the Waterdeep books and things like that. But R.A. Salvatore, you know, did amazing things for fantasy, and if you were a and d nerd or a fantasy nerd in the 90s or 2000s, you know him, you know Drizzt, you know all of his other characters he created. And I think he does a better job of depicting fight scenes and um, making characters important and integral and sometimes taking them away, not quite... Game of Thrones style, you know, he's not George R R Martin, but he does, you know, he does kill characters. There are consequences that last for a long time. The world itself changes. There is important taxonomy And part of that comes from being tied to a rule book like Dungeons and Dragons. So there had to be taxonomy between these different types of orcs and goblins and the different monsters and different gods. But it's there and I love it. As a nerd, I can dive deep into it and go, well, actually, there is a difference between this type of orc and this type of orc. And it's more than just a different name. And I really, really enjoy that. And I enjoy digging deep into that. When it comes to George R.R. Martin, I'm not a big fan of the Game of Thrones books. The Song of Ice and Fire, I think, is good. Um, I'm not a gigantic fan of it. I like the show more, honestly. Same thing with the Lord of the Rings movies. I like the movies more. Um, But I think that the consequences that he has for these characters and the arbitrary or random deaths, while they do have meaning, is just so cool. Like, when I watched that first season of the show and then went back and read the book... Uh, spoilers for Game of Thrones if you haven't seen it or read it, when he kills Ned Stark, that was such a big moment for me when it comes to reading fantasy stories. Because, again, you grow up with something like Tolkien, and there aren't dire consequences, specifically. I mean, Sean Bean kind of got the raw end of the deal for both uh, stories, but there, there aren't a lot of consequences for a lot of characters. And the fact that George R. R. Martin has consequences for even the smallest infractions for all of his characters, I think is still not aped by anybody else and even his name is derivative of tolkien but he does some really really interesting and new things with it that you just couldn't get as the original writer of fantasy you can't can't do that if you're the first you can't be the best forever because if you're the best people want to do what you did and improve upon it you are the blueprint and the lord of the rings books are the blueprint that's where it all started but it's not the ending you know, it's not the final word in fantasy. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing that those books weren't perfect. Because if they were, we I wouldn't be reading any other fantasy. I would just still be reading Lord of the Rings over and over again. And I don't want that. I want different stories, you know. Um, Sanderson is another good one with all of his extra depictions while Lord of the Rings had a map Sanderson has you know full pamphlets and let's just go on for 15 chapters from this omniscient view of this other planet in this solar system just to give you an idea of what they farm there and he took those little soliloquies that Tolkien would have about a tree branch and made it an entire genre onto itself and tells these complete asides just to fill you in on this world, and while Tolkien did that originally, Sanderson perfected it in some ways. You know, um, <laughs> Brent Weeks is one of my favorite writers. And you read the Night Angel trilogy; it's really bleak, and there's this idea that no one is safe, but not quite like George R. R. Martin. But no one is safe because this story, while about them, isn't the final word. It isn't the destiny story. It is not the Lord of the Rings. It is not the Fellowship that's marching to. Mordor that story is going to come later I'll write it later as Brett Weeks look upon it Um, these are some characters that exist on the side so they all can die and they're important but they're not the most important characters so things happen to them that wouldn't happen to the quote-unquote main characters whereas when you read Lord of the Rings everyone you see in Lord of the Rings are the Avengers they are the most important people in that entire realm so anything that happens to them can't be trivial, really. Even when they do these trivial sides where they're just talking to trees for half a book, it's the most important thing that's happening in the entire world at that moment. There's a part that, that sticks out at me from the Lord of the Rings book where uh, the sky turns red and um, Legolas points out, like, oh, blood has been spilled in this day. And it does feel like There's only five people in that world where that would matter. Whereas in any other fantasy world, blood is spilled every 30 seconds, just like in the real world. So the sky couldn't turn red if someone got hurt because it would always be red. And in Tolkien's world, while it's this gigantic idea, it's such a small canvas that we see him writing upon which stinks that's partly why the Silmarillion is so cool and again set the blueprint for these expansive backstories for these side characters that you like get mere mentions of Um, but it's not the best at that it was not the the final word in it Um, so while I shit on everyone else's, um, stories and whatnot, I will say again, we owe everything to Tolkien when it comes to fantasy, that genre itself really would be nowhere if he hadn't written Lord of the Rings. I just don't think it's the best story ever. I like it just fine and it is important, but it's not the best ever, you know, um, read, uh, the wheel of time. Has this amazing idea that goes on for so many books and two different writers and eventually all gets wrapped up somehow in such an awesome bow. Um, read R.A. Salvatore, all of his Forgotten Realms books. He keeps going even after that world was basically rebooted. He's still writing somehow. Kind of like it's like very Timothy's on in that way. Or like he's just like, You were so amazing, let's just keep you going. It doesn't matter what we're doing, just keep doing your thing. And his stories of Drizzet are really good and while some people would say they're overrated i couldn't disagree more they are as rated as they need to be those books are amazing and he also has so many other stories in that in that world you know the spine of the world and the halfling's gem he wrote entire heist novels in this world that people forget about so check out r.a salvatore robert jordan sanderson um the list could keep going on (laughs) there's so many other fantasy stories that just because they're not made into blockbuster movies does not mean they're not as good as the lord of the rings the lord of the rings has just been around longer and started it all there have been better stories since and i implore you to go and read them and judge for yourself at least don't just say well it's not lord of the rings so i'm not interested you'd be surprised (laughs) And you'd be surprised because, like I said, it's all built off the back of Tolkien. So there are things in these other fantasy books you're going to love because Tolkien did it first and you love the way that he did it. And people have only improved upon what he did originally. Even bad fantasy books, I would say, have something, some legs up on Tolkien because they came out later. You know, you can be derivative and still be better you know even if you're not the most original you can look upon the mistakes of the past and improve upon them so that's been my tirade on why i think the lord of the rings is eh, it's okay <laughs> but it started it all um if you like this check out all of our other podcasts i'm sorry that i missed a week my mic broke down so i had to skip a week and i apologize again um you can email me all of your angry tirades about not liking lord of the rings at can't be killed Creations at gmail.com can't be killed creations. Gmail can't be killed creations at gmail.com. You can find me on all the social media at resident stevel. I'll put that so you know how to spell that in the description below. Check out our other podcasts on can't be killed creations.com. Check out all of our web comics. You can find those all on Instagram at can't be killed creations. We have tons of stuff. Just check it out. Let me know what you think of it. Please send emails, please drop reviews, likes all of that. It's really important, it's really helpful, and I just appreciate it. I love seeing if you like it or hate it, it's just nice that someone listened to it. And that's where I'm going to leave you. This has been Can't Be Killed Confessions.